travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. With 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Sling TV, built to save you money and bring you the channels you love, including ESPN, AMC, HGTV, and more. Watch your favorite comedies, dramas, suspense thrillers, news, sports, and more for just $35 a month. And your first month is only $10. Sign up now and start streaming right away on your TV, phone, and tablet. Take control of your TV solution with Sling. It makes TV flat out better. Go to Sling.com to sign up now and get your first month for just $10. Hey, everybody. It's Sam from Pro Wrestling Overtime. And... I wanted to separate these two matches from the other matches of night one because I wanted to take a little bit of time to actually talk about the different circumstances and all of that. I also, trying to keep episodes shorter than a half an hour. Um, I think the AEW house show went, went almost 40 minutes, but I'm trying to keep them pretty much under a half an hour. So I do want to talk first about Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre really pushed for this to be the first match of the night. I understand his reasoning. He wanted to be first out. He wanted to be the one to hear that pop of the crowd. He wanted to be the first one that had their entrance music played. And for someone who won his title last year at WrestleMania in front of no fans at the Performance Center, it wasn't even in the Thunderdome where he had virtual fans. It literally was in front of no one. And then after taping that, he taped another match with Big Show right after. So, I don't blame him for wanting that. WWE had planned for a heel to win the first match. That was something that the creative team, I think, has talked about for the last two or three months. They wanted to to start the show off hot by showing the people that heels were going to win on night one. Then they basically were going to flip the script and of course, have a feel good night the first night with baby faces. And the last, the main event match was going to be a feel good story that everyone would be happy about and tune in night two. Or if they did, couldn't or, or wouldn't 
get tickets to night one in the Tampa area, then that would make them want to buy tickets to night two. So, I think this was widely known. So, it shocked me that Drew come out and said, I want to be the first. He had to have known that meant he wasn't going to win. But Drew and Bobby Lashley have been in this business, and they've said it numerous times, you know, for almost 20 years apiece. They know how it works. And they know that sometimes when you lose, you're more remembered for it than the winner. And I think that's what Drew was counting on. That they were going to put on such a show that he also was going to put on such a show that he would be remembered for this match more than Bobby Lashley. And while I thought they put on an okay match, I didn't think it started the show off as hot as what I think Vince, Bruce, and Creative wanted. I think some of that has to do, Bobby Lashley is a great guy, great worker, great wrestler, but somehow on TV, he does not have a personality. And that's why they've put him with MVP. However, when you're in the ring, MVP can't help him. He's got to be able to show that mean monster face, that bug-eyed look, that um, I'm out of control and crazy look. And he tried. I don't know whether it was he was nervous. Um, I don't know if it was the rain. They were the very first match out. And as we found out in the second match, the ramp was soaking wet. Mandy Rose fell. And so their boots had water on them. So I don't know whether they were really careful with that. I enjoyed the match, but it wasn't one that got me rooting one way or another. I wanted to root for Drew, even though I knew he was losing. But I didn't feel like he ever gave me a real reason to suspend that belief and get caught up in what he was doing to think he was going to win. And I didn't flip over and root for Bobby because, again, I didn't think he gave me a reason to root for him. He didn't show the passion. He didn't show the desire to retain that belt. I like how it ended. Whoever came up with that ending, that was fabulous. Having Drew pass out to the full Nelson, not say I quit, not submit, or anything like that, I think that gave him a strong tone, and that's what should be said on Raw is I didn't tap out. I didn't submit. 
I just passed out. I also like that finally Lashley has quit that garbage of shaking people. That's stupid. Um, I don't know that there is any real um, mixed martial arts place that shows how to put on a full Nelson and tells you to shake them. You're supposed to be pressing down and cutting off their blood supply oxygen so that they do pass out. So watching him shake Riddle 50 billion times, watching him shake the Miz, got on my nerves. He didn't do that with Drew. He pressed down and Drew passed out. And I liked that. It 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 showed me something different about these two. Did it get me excited for WrestleMania? Mm, kinda. I was already excited. But they gave me a raw performance at a WrestleMania event. And that's definitely not what I wanted to see. And then for the tag team turmoil to be next, and it be kind of clunky, where the women haven't gotten enough practice, haven't gotten enough reps, don't have the chemistry with each other. I was really worried. I shouldn't have been. We got some really good matches after that. Um, Cesaro and Seth and the Bad Bunny match really stepped up. And I talked about that in the episode before. But what I want to spend most of the time on this episode is talking about the main event. Like Drew McIntyre saying, hey, I want to be first. That was a red flag. The bigger red flag was Sasha Banks making such a big deal of she wanted to be main event. Yes, that fits the boss character. But she also pulled Bianca Belair in there. Don't blame Bianca. First WrestleMania, of course you want to be the main event. They wanted to make history. They were the first women's singles one-on-one match ever remember the the very first time that the women main evented it was triple threat it was charlotte becky and ronda so they were the first singles one-on-one main event they were also the first two black women to main event i think both of those were first in Sasha Banks's mind that she wanted. She has accumulated a lot of firsts in her wrestling career. You know, she was the first uh, women's Hell in a Cell. She was the first women's Iron Man match. She was the first um, women's. Um, uh, I, I am. Drawing a blank at the other one. 
that she was a first in. But that's the whole entire thing. She has been busting. Not only glass ceilings, but any ceiling since she got here. This storyline has been so junked up, jacked up, screwed up, whatever word you want to use for it, since the day Bianca Belair won Royal Rumble. They, you could tell, they had no clue what they wanted to do with this storyline. And it meandered all over the place from, you know, they were going to keep them both strong and, and you know, they were going to both beat everybody. And then somehow that turned into, no, they were becoming friends and, and they were going to form a tag team. And then Bianca felt like that Sasha was letting Reginald distract her. And they were getting in arguments about that. And then I think someone in creative realized, oh, Sasha Banks is married. She is never going to end up with Reginald. And she's one of our biggest stars. Notice I didn't say biggest women stars. She's one of our biggest stars. And all of her fans know she's married. So they're not buying this whole Reginald thing. So we probably should just drop that. Then, the last two weeks, they finally settled on Sasha being the vet, even though she's two years younger than Bianca. Even though she's only spent six years wrestling uh on the main roster portraying her as the vet and Bianca as the rookie that this is her first year up in the main roster. I absolutely hate it that they set her in catering and wasted her for a while. Bianca Belair was very good in NXT. Loved her character. Felt like she lost it a little as she came up in the main roster. I'm sure she lost some confidence by setting and catering. By, I don't remember the exact date, but it was the first week of December. It was my birthday week. They did tribute to the troops. And that was the first time Sasha Banks um, and Bianca Belair were a tag team against, I believe it was Carmella and Bailey. You could see then Sasha had started talking to her. Maybe even started working with her, giving her advice. I think some of the other vets in... The locker room. If I had to figure it out, I would say Natty, Carmella, Bailey, probably Ruby Riot also talked to Bianca from 
December that first week until right before WrestleMania. I'm sure they worked with her. They talked with her. You kept seeing her character getting better. She's always been confident, but there was a new confidence, a new cockiness to her, especially in the last two and a half weeks. She felt comfortable in that storyline. And the match that was put together, I'm going to guess that it was put together by TJ Wilson and Sasha Banks. I may be wrong. I may be leaving out somebody. It may have been Adam Pierce and Pat Buck. I don't know. I don't want to give credit to the wrong person. But if I had to guess, I would say it was TJ Wilson and Sasha Banks together. It had a lot of elements in there that Sasha was very comfortable with. So I can't see her not being involved. It completely made you forget all the garbage storyline of the last four months. And it told its own story in the ring. I truly believe that I could take this to an indie fan or an AEW fan that doesn't watch WWE and literally show the video package and maybe one or two interviews with them and then show them this match and convert those fans to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair fans. Now, I don't think I could get them to watch WWE TV, but I do bet I could get them to flip to try to find those two women on the TV and watch their matches or to watch highlight packages. I can't praise Bianca Belair enough. It was an overwhelming moment for her as soon as she stepped out of the curtain. For the simple fact, it was her first WrestleMania. It was her first big-time main event alone. She wasn't in a tag team. And it was the first time on the main roster she was in front of a crowd. And you could see the emotion from her on the stage as she was walking down the ramp. As she got in the ring and she saw her family. And then when Sasha came out. Sasha's been in this moment before. And I never dreamed it would get to her. You could see her stop. Before she was on the stage, before she started down the ramp, the crowd got to her. She realized, oh my gosh, all of my friends, all of my fans are back. Because I truly believe as introverted as Sasha Banks is, 
when she is in her boss character, she does believe her fans or her supporters or her friends. Now, as she walked down that ramp, you saw her completely turn into the boss, the standard, the blueprint. And she was perfectly fine, cocky, confident, and told she got in the ring and she looked at Bianca, who was ready to cry because she was overwhelmed. And you saw Sasha immediately look away and look at the referee to contain herself. Once the match got started, they were in sync. There was not any being overwhelmed. The fans were not getting to them or anything. And the bumps that Sasha Banks took for Bianca Belair were unreal. She gave everything she could. I know Bianca Belair won. And I want to give her mad props for winning her first title at WrestleMania. But guys, I think the true star of WrestleMania night one, the one that climbed up probably two or three levels, was Sasha Banks. I don't think there was anyone in that crowd or anyone that watched on TV that did not come out respecting Sasha Banks more, liking Sasha Banks more. I just... It felt electric. It felt big match. The story they told was unreal. They got all of their moves in. Um, were there some botches? Yes. Um, I talked about one, uh, I guess on the prediction show, where Bianca does the 450 and she lands and it's very obvious because there was a bang noise. She landed on her knees she caught herself with her hands and then lowered herself basically onto Sasha Banks. That didn't look really good. It wasn't even close to looking real. Um, there were some other things there. It doesn't matter. It was about these two actually having chemistry and repairing the story between them. I thought this was going to end at WrestleMania. I don't think it does. If creative can get their act together, the story needs to be now of Bianca wanting to move on. Bianca's proven she's not a rookie. She's a champion. And she's ready to go after someone else. She's ready to defend herself. Sasha thinks this is a fluke. She thinks that, you know, it was stolen from her. That, 
she was winning basically the whole match. And she wants another shot. I'll believe it if they tell that. Sasha coming up, or whoever, coming up with the whole using Bianca's long braid as a weapon. And using it against the power of Bianca was unbelievable. They showed off the true power that Bianca has. Her picking Sasha up, pressing her, and then walking up the stairs and throwing her back in the ring. Great moment. But so was every time Sasha wrapped the braid around a ring post, wrapped it around a rope, um, used it for leverage to get her to come closer to Sasha for Sasha to do a move. That whole storyline that they kept telling throughout the match of Bianca's strength, but Sasha having the experience and being the heel and willing to go where a lot of wrestlers won't with the braid was great. And then Bianca finally having enough of it and taking it to Sasha by whipping her braid into Sasha's bare skin and it making that noise shocked the crowd and I imagine shocked everyone watching TV because the sound of that made you flinch and you hurt. <laughs> so when Sasha rolled out of the ring and they called it a welt, I don't necessarily know that it was a welt. I think it was a little more than that. But on the TV screen and on the pictures, you've seen that line going across the side of Sasha Banks told the story that Bianca had had enough. Now, do I think Bianca meant to do that? No. <laughs> no. Um, do I think that Sasha Banks would rather she had not did that? Probably. Because I imagine it hurt today. Um, I imagine that she definitely had to get that cleaned out and put uh some kind of disinfectant um, and accepted uh, cream on it and, you know, tape it up, gauze it up so that hopefully it will heal because I'm sure an hour after this match, it looked way nastier than what it did in the match. Her coming back and getting the KOD on Sasha Banks I I was a little impressed with that, a little shocked with it. 
I actually thought the match would go, I don't know, probably two, three, four minutes longer. I thought they left some stuff on the table as far as the story. But they both played it perfectly. Sasha Lost immediately rolled out of the ring, was setting up against the barricade. You could see the disappointment, the anger, the sadness, the I'm going to get you. I'm going to get my belt back. The determination all flow through her. And then, of course, you saw from Bianca Belair her immediately look at her family, and she, to me, it appears she mouthed the words. I'm sure she yelled them. Thank you, Mama. To watch her husband, Montel Ford from the Street Profits, come down, hug her, put her on his shoulders, and parade her around to pick her up when she came through the curtain and carry her and kiss her and just show the excitement and the joy that he had for her. Again, unreal. Wish uh, the WWE, well, I was going to say the network, but I guess it was Peacock, would have stayed on for that. I would like for them, future uh, big pay-per-views, the big four, have a post-show where you show little backstage moments like that. The fans love it. And have people come out like you do at Talking Smack and Raw Talk and talk to an interviewer about some things. I I think that would be great. Now, I said earlier, I think Sasha Banks raised her level. Sasha Banks has always been great. She has said before, she's an introvert. She has did more interviews for this. She's impressive. When she's in character and she does a boss interview. However, I listened to her Barstool interview with Erica Nardina. And, of course, she tried to get her on a personal level. Sasha likes to keep her personal life private. And I don't blame her. But the thing is, I think that has been one of the things that has held her back when you line up the four horsewomen. Now, I'm not saying I think Sasha Banks was number four. But I didn't think she was number one either. After this match, 
after seeing what she did in 2020, well, actually, since she took a break and came back, since she took a break, she went to the Caribbean, she went to Japan, she found herself, meaning Mercedes, and then took Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.